0: Hey everybody, you're listening to the High Sessions Hawaii podcast where we talk about everything local and beyond. I'm John Yamasato, your host, and joining me today is Mr. Kyle Shimobukuro. Hi. Devin Nakoba is now with us today because he's off doing something super secret, unknown. And so uh we'll catch up with Devin next week he can maybe explain what he's doing. It's a it's it's a good thing, so that's why I can kinda joke about it.
1: Is it another shower
0: scene for a commercial? Uh-oh. <laughs> oh wait <laughs> oh first of all, sorry Kyle, I didn't turn on your uh, your mic so everyone missed that joke. That's but okay. probably for the be- <laughs> probably for the best. <laughs> was for the better yeah okay Uh, before there before we begin remind everybody how they can stay in touch with the podcast they can go to Instagram Twitter all at high sessions or Facebook you can go to SoundCloud YouTube Apple Podcasts to download the podcast and you can go to high sessions at yahoo.com to email us if you have any questions or any bathroom stall codes it's a long (laughs) story if you'd like to help the show and get more music on our channel please go to patreon.com p-a-t-r-e-o-n.com and donate there you'll be more involved with the show and help to determine what is filmed. Uh, thank you to Kupu Kupu Landscaping, Landscape Architects. Uh, call Kevin Yokomura, 808-722-8685 for a free estimate, or go to kupukupulandscaping.com. I actually talked to him yesterday. Uh, I have a sprinkler issue that he's going to help me with, but like Kyle said, he's, uh, they're, they're busy right now, so that's good. Uh, you can also, we'd also like to thank Fort Ruger Market. This week I went with the beef stew. Kyle, what did you get? What did I get? Oh, Plate, I? Oh, yeah, plate uh,
1: eye? Oh, yeah. Kalua pig and long rice. rice. That's
0: right. Yeah. And you do get the Lomi salmon with that. Lomi salmon, too. It was good. Yeah, it was good. So thank you to Fort Ruger Market. You can find Devin Nakoba on Kumu 94.7. You can go to highlifeclothing.com for Kyle's designs. Go to locationshawaii.com slash John Yamasato to find me. I'm going to work on that and get a better website or something. <laughs> it's in the works. And, uh, like to introduce our special guest today, Pomai Kai. Thank Aloha. you so much for being here.
2: Thank you for having me.
0: So, you are someone that I've always wanted to talk to, um, just sit down and chat. We, we always see each other in passing, especially with Tolentino. Brian Tolentino is like the glue that holds Hawaiian music together, I feel. Like, he's always inviting people to this or sitting in with these people or whatnot. And so, we were doing these ukulele, what were they called? Ukulele play alongs?
2: Um, ukulele kanikapila yes
0: that's right so basically what was happening was uh pre-pandemic yes we were doing at terry's place this um where you could you had pomai there jake shimabukuro would come david kamakahi kelly mm-hmm. boy and they would play their songs and you could just kind of play along with them and Pomai Kai was a uh, excellent addition because you can just like rip songs out like one after the other <laughs> every time you were there I was like oh this is great okay I, I, I can relax you know like,
2: uh, and they're all simple <laughs> they're
0: all yeah they're all like yes. the, the Chilangalang Hawaiian yeah. three chord songs and stuff like that so but um, you come from a musical family mm-hmm. so we'll get that out of the way right, right up front although I don't know if that's what we'll talk about the whole time but granddaughter of Auntie Genoa.
2: Yes, um, my grandmother is Auntie Genoa, well, affectionately known as Auntie, Genoa Ke'ave. And I come from the 11th child. Oh, wow. (laughs) My dad is number 11 of 12. And so she actually had a nice big family. And I was blessed to be um, part of the grandchildren who got to experience... Uh, the stage life and going to all of her gigs and I think that, of course, that was a huge part of why I'm doing what I'm doing, you know. Um, yeah. Nowadays. It's, it's
0: been a fun life. <laughs> but that's how they rolled back then, right? Like, people had a lot of kids. So. I
2: so. don't know. I, I don't think it ended because I have a lot of friends who have minimum five children. Really? My sister's on her eighth child.
1: <laughs> Whoa. Eighth child?
2: Yes. my Wow my three sisters they have two of them have five and the other one has eight i stopped at four i'm good
0: <laughs> yeah man jeez. I, I, between the two of us we don't even add up to you yeah i don't have any kids <laughs> yeah kyle's got zero
2: <laughs> hey so the, the best ba- uncle right <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. not than that <laughs> <laughs> we, we,
2: us who have lots of children depend on the aunties and uncles so. yeah
0: that's true kyle takes my son fishing so he's doing his job there you go yeah <laughs> So, you know, I, um, I was fortunate enough to see your grandmother before she passed and she was an amazing performer. Mm-hmm. How was that? I mean, did you go to gigs often or was it just uh, every once in a while you'd go to a special event and help support her?
2: Well, my dad being the 11th child uh, had come to a point in his life where he was uh, the child that was home taking care of her, especially oh. after my grandfather passed away mm-hmm. in 83. Oh, I'm sorry. 85, and so we were actually living in San Diego, California. That's a part of me that no one's ever wow, known. I know that. how long were you there? We were there for, I believe, two years. My dad used to work with a financial um, company, and so they offered him a job, and it required us to relocate to San Diego, and so we did. When I was young, and that's where um, their third child, my second below me sister was born and um, it wasn't until after my grandpa passed away in 85 that my dad made a decision that he needed to come home and Mm. help manage the home and and help my grandma just take care of things and we had a nice big Hawaiian home where all of my cousins and all of her grandchildren and great-grandchildren were living in the home and so it was always busy with people and I grew up around people. Was it
1: always busy with music too in that family? Of
2: course, uh, music was the way we settled everyone, right? So when you have a house full of people, adults having adult issues and conversations and then kids running in the yard and through the house and everything, once the music started, it was a gathering method, right? Cool. So right, everyone just knew that the music started. The kids and the grandkids knew that eventually they're going to be called to dance a hula. The adults just love to sit and enjoy and, um, you know, pauhana action and and so, yeah. Did the
1: house have like 15 ukuleles and guitars lying around? You know or?
2: what? And that's not an exaggeration. Yeah. Uh, my grandma always made it a point to have instruments available for every child in the house. Um, so it was a thing for her to go to the swap meet. And buy an inexpensive ukulele mm. that um, every child could at least pick up, and then and, they work their way up mm-hmm. to the
1: expensive ones.
2: If they if they chose to, yeah, uh-huh. then they would work their way up. But the idea was that you get the instrument into their hands so they can at least experience and um, you know explore for themselves. And if they decided to continue, then that was them. But she had steel guitars. We had upright basses. Wow. We had guitars. And so there was plenty for us to um, explore and try yeah. to experience, yeah. <laughs> Is
1: the first instrument that every kid learned the ukulele? Or was it just depending on what you wanted to learn, you could pick up and try to learn? Yes.
2: No, it definitely was the ukulele. Okay. Um, and the ukulele being that it was the smallest, easy-to-handle instrument, right? Yeah. Easy for the small fingers. And hmm. one of the cute things that Tutu did, I remember, was... Um, to make sure that each child had their name on it and oh. yeah so that's cool yeah it was it was the instrument that if it broke it was no big deal right yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> is what is the is there, was there a generic first song that everybody learned
2: you know i can't answer that I, the only song that i can ever remember them singing a lot when i was young was pearly shells
1: <laughs> oh
0: wow like that's great everybody learns that song yeah right? yeah 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 yeah, yeah. yeah. Don't ho man yes <clears throat> On hope, pearly shells. Yes. Yeah. 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 Okay. Because
2: right. it. I mean, it's English. It's easy for everyone to. to yeah, the chords are yeah. simple. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but for me, it was actually a song that stuck with me that my grandmother had taught me was a melody that she put to my middle name. She named me, wow. gave me my Hawaiian middle name, and to help me be able to learn it because it's so long. Ah she put a melody to it and so What is it? Yeah. So I'll sing it first. Okay. And then maybe you can pick up the melody and and try and say it.
0: <laughs> okay, okay,
2: okay. Okay, here we go. Are you ready? Ready. <clears throat> po my ka e po my and then you could do it over and over. Purley it was shows? a never-ending melody, right? One of those. Uh,
0: yeah, 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 That's yeah. Nice. Pearly shells, so, right?
2: No, not Wait. pearly shells. No, it was her own melody. Oh, okay. So, oh. Yeah. Yeah. Pearly shells is pearly pearly shells from the ocean shining in the sun yes
0: you know it's funny because every generation has their own relationship to that song and mine is from watching North Shore (laughs) they they sing that at the dinner Chandler sings it with his wife at the dinner table (laughs) so whenever I hear it that's what I think of I don't think of Don Ho or Elvis or you know whatever like I think of Chandler (laughs) (laughs) yeah
1: you're so, probably okay. the only one. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. That's cool that she wrote a song for you so yeah. you can remember your middle name.
2: Yeah. So the, the full name is Pomaika'i Malie Kekuini Aloha Okalani. Yes. Wow. Which means blessed and calm is the queen of love from heaven. Yeah.
1: Wow. That's a beautiful name. Yeah. Is it on your driver's license too?
2: <laughs> it is actually.
1: <laughs> Can I see it after? I never saw yeah. a name that long on a driver's license here. before.
2: <laughs> I just renewed my license because it was time for me to do that this year. And um, yeah, they were kind of giving me some issue because the document that I had to show had the name separated on different lines, but there was no hyphen. So the hyphen was so important.
0: Yeah. Because <laughs> oh, wow. they
2: tried to split the name into Pomai Kaimaliye. And then kekuini aloha kalani. And I said, can you please put it together? They said, oh, but there's no.
1: You have to have two licenses I said, no, together. no, no,
2: you don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to drive me nuts. Yeah. So anyway, is, is it's it? there. Oh, it yeah.
0: Out. When I took my picture, see, you have a nice picture. When I took my picture, I, I, you know, I have this big smile on my face. Like, That's because you don't know how smile. smile. The guy goes, don't smile. I was like, really?
2: Tell him it's not a passport picture.
0: So I just I started like with a straight face. I thought it was going to go all the way across, you know, but,
1: the camera. but they can't <laughs> see the camera I
0: thought it was going to go all the way across, no, but, but it, it stop. Yeah, it yeah. fit in there.
2: Yeah, it fits. Amazing. It's all good. Yep.
0: So okay, so of the the kids and kids and kids that were in your house, how mm-hmm. many of them still play music and still carry on music
2: um i think everyone in my family has some kind of affiliation to the music whether it's dancing hula or they're really good um uh entertainer performers they're comfortable in front of audiences um and some of them play instruments um and some of them it skipped the generation right so mm. They may not be the ones that are playing the music, but their children are definitely talented and so um but as far as in the public uh as an artist, a professional performer yeah. um, myself i have a i have a few cousins that have that have done some albums, and then of course, um my dad, uncle mm-hmm. Gary are mm-hmm. the last two remaining children of her dozen. My grandma had twelve children, right yeah. so yeah, she and that's that's a tidbit that I like to share with people that I think is important is that she managed to outlive nine of her children. Yeah, you wow. Know? By the time she passed away, only three of her children were living. So. How old was she
1: when she passed?
2: She was eighty-nine. She would have been ninety that year. Wow. So
1: it, it, Does the tradition still carry on with conical at family gatherings? Today. yeah,
2: except my family. So, if it's not Kani Kapila, now it's karaoke, right?
1: Oh, yeah, <laughs> really? karaoke
2: is more accessible, right? Because you don't need to buy those laser disc yeah, but you players got, like, anymore. 15
1: ukuleles and guitars sitting yeah. in your house. Oh, yeah, there, no, you know?
2: those got dispersed a long time ago, so <laughs> okay. yeah. Uh, yeah, but
0: now you can just go on YouTube and do karaoke yes you know that. we
2: do yeah and you yeah, link you it to the Bluetooth in your car yeah. and me and my daughter like to do karaoke yeah. Really?
0: <laughs> the first time I ever saw that was in Las Vegas
2: yeah no so th- it's so it's better than the radio it's you just well she's the passenger right so I tell her look for a song she plays the music and then she can just sing karaoke okay is
1: there a channel where you can get Hawaiian music Karaoke style.
2: Yeah, you know what? The Hawaiian laser disc karaoke songs are on YouTube. Oh no way!
1: (laughs) But not the not the newer ones, right? With the bands that are playing. No, Um, there
2: actually is a channel that plays like Maoli music. Really, Maoli, Maoli, Maoli music. Uh uh, J J
0: No way. Right? So, karaoke J Bog? Yes. Wow. Yes. And is it free? I can't remember
2: who did that channel, but someone it, it, went through the trouble of putting just stuff taking like out that the voice, together, right? Yeah.
0: And is it free? Accessible? Yeah, on it's on
2: YouTube. Yeah, you don't have to pay. Wow. Part, you know. I remember
0: karaoke when like now. I go Karaoke and like, they would have a Kalapana song. Be like, oh, they have yeah. a Kalapana one. You to just the whatever, I whatever you
2: want. You just Google the title of the song or the artist. And karaoke. <laughs> and
0: then, bam. Wow. Damn. Because yeah. unless you have the master recording, you got to just recreate all the instrumentation. Yeah. That's kind of a Some hassle. Some people
2: have that kind of time and love doing it. and
0: oh. It must sound yeah. way
1: better than back in the Laserdisc days with the media and all that kind of electronic right, sound right, right, and drums right, and stuff. Right, right. They probably yeah. got a lot more realistic now. Yeah, probably. Yeah, so
2: it's so easy now. And I think in the car is the best place that we love to do karaoke because... There's no judgment, right? <laughs> You're in your enclosed space. Yeah. And, yeah, awesome.
0: Yeah. Karaoke, it's funny because you have the traditional karaoke, which is, you know, the at house, in your house singing thing. And then you can go out to karaoke. And then, like, there's karaoke. Well, we went, we went to the live karaoke. Yeah at work play um, work play you ever heard of that yes. they a have live, live band they have a live band Oh,
2: they'll play anything and
0: they'll, you go up on stage as a singer. lead singer oh, and they have sing. a list of songs yeah it's oh, pretty awesome. and it that's is cool. pretty extensive yeah it's really extensive.
2: that is cool so uh, cover bands <laughs> yeah
0: yeah so so yeah so th- that they do that and then they also on the mainland they have like karaoke where there's a host and then you come up and sing and there's a the audience watches you it's different than just your own room right Mm-hmm. you know what they gotta figure out is a way to put mics into the car oh
2: I have a friend that does she yeah. has her whole system set up oh she the like disco a, ball and
1: everything in there yep
2: the li- there's <laughs> lighting in her car and she has a microphone and
0: <laughs> that's what I'm saying that in Las Vegas the taxis some of them have um, karaoke and a taxi I could turn so, my van into a karaoke would, van yeah. that's true
2: But you know what, along those lines of karaoke, so I'm going to dip into smooth transition here. The work that I do with uh, Manamaoli, one of the things that we did during the pandemic was to put together videos, uh, video tutorials. And so one of those types of videos, other than like an actual physical person teaching you how to play something or about a musical, um, you know, some how to sing and any of that. We did how I we did music uh, like karaoke, play along, Kani Kapila karaoke. That's oh. cool. So you put the the words to the song and we figured out how to color it, highlight it while while the song is happening and then you put the chords above the Ooh. song, right? And so Us. I think there's some local businesses that are doing that. But I think it's so awesome that you can Kanika Pila Karaoke, I call yeah, okay. it, That's where awesome. you you pull up the YouTube video and you not only see the lyrics, the chords, but it also shows the the neck of the instrument that you're playing, oh, yeah, highlighting yeah, 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 the yeah, fingers, yeah, yeah. The and then the actual person like playing it, so you can look at their finger placement. It's see, I awesome.
1: told I told John this idea, and he's too lazy to do it. Yeah, yeah, is no. <laughs> if somebody could invent a way where you can say, oh, let's say I want to play. Okay, oh, let's play on Want to Learn Surf by Call of Cradle Boys. Yeah. And it takes out the bass line. So if you're a bass player, you can play along with the bass. Yep. Or it takes out certain instruments so you can play along with that. Yeah. But um, he's just told me that it was a good idea. I never did anything with it. <laughs> it's yeah.
0: a good idea. <laughs> yeah, it is. Because uh, it's... It, you Can get views on YouTube and you know generate ad revenue and all that stuff, yeah. It's just a lot of work,
2: it is a lot of work for one song and to do it one way, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so. It would be
0: pretty cool, right? If you want if you're a bass player and you want right.
2: to learn
1: the baseline for a song you play along with,
2: and so that was that was important, right? Because during the pandemic, people are trying to figure out what to do with themselves, yeah. yep. and yeah. so everyone was picking up an instrument, everyone was learning how to do something new because yeah. <laughs> that's all
1: they could do. All my friends either learned how to surf again yes. or or play music, yeah, you know?
2: And music was huge during the pandemic. Mm-hmm. I mean, artists going online, having the itch to perform but not having anywhere to do it. Yeah. And now we live in this day and age where just, just set your phone somewhere and you can share it with the world. And then it became, okay, like, how can I make this profitable for me? And, It really did open up
1: avenues of how to share music during the pandemic because people were forced to be inventive. I mean, I saw the beginning of, I mean, we saw all the beginning of it when, like, Kelly Boy first started his live stream but forgot to turn the camera. So the entire performance was, like, sideways (laughs) the whole time.
2: Yes. Oh, (laughs) and it was figuring out those little things. And I remember when I, um, the pandemic actually, everything went on a lockdown just two weeks prior to a big Performance that I was planning to do uh, for a fundraiser. And I was flying in some other um, wahine oh. from from Hawaii Island. And it was going to involve, you know, people like Auntie Hulu Lindsay on Maui and um, um, uh, Star Kalahiki, Kainani Kahaunaele on, on Hawaii Island. And so we're all in different places. And Anuenue Punua was part of that. Um, but we couldn't figure out how we were gonna still be able to perform what we had prepared for mm. everyone, and so we partnered with one of our um, local organizations and two of them actually, and we did the first Ava and I, Ava and I Kalamai, uh live stream, and mm. so it was people registered, they came through, picked up their mail I for that night and then they when they got home then the concert started right so we did the live stream how did that
0: go by the way
2: it was it was good for what it was at the very beginning of a pandemic when no one else was doing it right so we each took our turn like we first we introduced ourselves so all of our faces are on the screen Mm -hmm. then we said okay now we're gonna start with so and so and so she was given the highlight pinned Mm. camera and um, we did that for all of us. Okay, now we're going to throw it to so-and-so. So we figured out how to do a big highlighted screen and then put two people like they were being interviewed mm. and then put the whole group, you know, so. Ah, inventive. All of those things experiencing. And I so that led me. But when we had that live stream, I think Kimie was also having her first oh. um, Halle you know, live stream. So she was doing and like, and yeah, so, yeah, from from the house kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, live from the halle or, yeah. And so um, I had called her and we were talking story, like how can we make this so that we're not infringing on each other's performance times. Mm-hmm. And so she, you know, she had already planned, hers was going to be earlier, or ours was going to be later. but But it led me to want to open a Facebook group
1: and list the concerts right going to happen. And so
2: that was the mm-hmm. the objective of why the facebook group was opened is so that everyone that wanted to tune into these live streams could see a schedule Exactly. Yeah, or great idea. as an artist we could you know we don't want to clash with other people mm-hmm. we we had a central yeah. place to come to find out that information of course in the beginning it was useful after some time <laughs> Yeah. people people just said ah what a- there's so many live streams yeah, to choose from yeah. Yeah.
1: but it was super cool I mean I remember being locked down sitting in my front yard by myself with my dog turning on my iPhone and just watching mm-hmm. a performance mm-hmm. every day it would be Tavana or even you, you know, and other people just playing in, the, in their house. It was such a great experience of. But it was healing. To, yeah, it was so healing, you know. It
2: was so healing, and I think people that were tuning in really appreciated the um, the intimacy yeah. of that moment where people are not on, you know, a stage, but rather mm. they're in their own personal space. And in their personal space, like you feel for a moment like you're being brought into their hale, their home yeah. and and so And they're it's playing that special. concert for you. It yeah. felt very intimate. Yeah. But
1: the other thing I experienced that was really good was the um, Aloha Stadium. Oh yeah. Drive in concerts oh yeah where i think we you guys one played of, one with um josh, to josh to and everyone could so much enjoy fun. from their car, the car right? yeah. and then Simacash to the car but it wasn't those drive and movie cheap sounding thing
0: it was it awesome good yeah. you it had to tune really into a
2: certain station and it sounded yeah.
0: awesome and it was a great experience to see That's that awesome. you know dude we did that one with josh and i felt so bad because it rains on him it like oh bad it, weather we played and then right after we got off stage it just started Dumping. Like, like, <laughs> dumping, man. I could, what I could
2: song be... did you guys end with? <laughs> Listen oh, to man. the rhythm.
0: <laughs> I
1: mean, it, oh my it gosh! poured. And then I remember Josh Poor thing, he was all wet and playing. Yeah. yeah. And then he played his last song, and people were like, ho!" And then he was like, no. <laughs> <"Hada-ho!"> <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> he <just> walks out. <laughs> He's all wet. It, man. Yeah, they, uh. they got soaked that night yeah. yeah
2: and it's hard to tell over here in town right when yeah. the rain is just gonna come sh- yeah
1: well the wind was blowing clear. in th- into the stage that's why it's so windy yeah.
0: yeah well they had these huge the stage was huge because the stadium right so yeah. the thing was so high that there was no cover yeah, like, even if there was
1: a cover though, rain yeah, would just the, come yeah. right in
0: yeah. so i remember like it rained mm-hmm. before the concert. so i was like is this even gonna go on i'm, I'm at the i got there early and i'm looking at like oh man I don't know if it's gonna happen tonight but yeah. then they're like no oh, we're gonna go on and was rebel soldiers went on it was like okay we're looking and then then we went on and then we got off and they oh, it's starting to drizzle now And then Josh got on it's like yeah it's such a
1: trippy experience because instead of clapping people would just honk yeah. their horns yeah yeah so you you know as
0: encores <laughs>
1: it's yeah a classic
0: yeah I want to go back backwards a little bit okay tell us a little bit more about mana because that's a group that uh, we've worked with the High Sessions. Mm-hmm. And uh, Keol is my good buddy from college, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. So um, give, give us a little bit of background of what, what Manamaoli is and what your objectives are, what you're trying to do in the community. Um, when did it start?
2: So Manamauli is an organization that was formed um, in 1999. And it was actually the the organization formed to support... Hawaiian education and so they opened the first Oahu's first Hawaiian focused public charter school Halau Kumana which is based now out of um, Makiki or Mauna Laha and um, then they also opened Kanehunamoku Voyaging Academy and so I didn't know that yeah so they've been around for over 20 years now yeah and of course, the founder, Keola Nakanishi and his team have done a great job of sustaining the work. And it wasn't until later that the Manamele Project was formed as under the umbrella of Maoli, um, focused on music and multimedia, turning that into um, an educational tool uh, to to. Um, encourage motivate children the youth of hawaii to get more into the creative industries which is what we love right the music mm-hmm. what video was the first production. um
1: video that they made
2: the first video that we made collaborative music video we call it um was hawaii aloha that's right and that's right yeah, oh, yeah that was
0: that was great
1: that was it also Q. is our yeah. most
2: successful video yeah. <laughs> so
1: yeah how many views you guys got on that till today
2: it's more than a million yeah but um might be at two million. I haven't looked recently, oh, but yeah. um, yeah, it was a fun project, and at the time that we did the video, I was only a kumu in Monnomauli. I wasn't working as part of a staff, um, part of the staff, but I had the chance to. Um, be a part of that video and it was it was awesome yeah. i didn't know i didn't really know what i was saying yes to you know because they were mm-hmm. giving me like a part of the video telling me only learn these lines and like okay so but when i saw it come together it was just amazing and yeah. when you go back now and look at that video there's quite a ha- there's quite a few people in there that are no longer with yeah. us yeah yeah
0: yeah that's so, the whole thing about the, the video stuff i mean you know You think about like uh, this is just me parsing, but I think about Ray Kane. Yeah. Okay. I never really, I think I maybe met him once or got to see him once or twice before Mm -hmm. he passed away, but what a freaking like knowledge dictionary that guy must have been and all the stories and all the experiences. But he's from a time where they didn't have, it wasn't easy to capture those things on video, you -hmm. know? So now. I don't have much info on Ray Connick like other than his CDs and stuff but so to me like when we were doing high sessions you know obviously we want to have fun and make music videos but there's definitely a part of us that said we got to go get some of these uncles and these guys that live through all of this and have been doing it for years playing and and get a little bit of background on them you know because Mm -hmm. they're not gonna be around forever and yeah, at least at least now we can look back and see how these guys played, a little mm-hmm. bit of their personality, mm-hmm. you know. So, yeah, so those kind of things are important.
2: Yeah, and, um, you know, our work is kind of similar to what High Sessions does and a, mm-hmm. a lot of other organizations. We are just trying to capture and document a lot of our mo'olelo, our people mm-hmm. um, so that we can make sure to have a library of resources to pass down to the next generation right mm-hmm. so that they know but now they can actually see the faces they can yeah. watch the performance they can hear the you know the intricacies of, of people's music and and the sounds and so it's really neat for this generation to be journaling our life the way we are versus now trying to me trying to go back and you know look for stuff on my grandma i'm not gonna Mm -hmm. find any selfies of her and i have to go into the state archives you know like what really is going into the state archives now now it's just a matter of selection yeah Mm -hmm. you know where Whereas in the past, people had to take physical things and actually take it in. But now everything right. is, information is just vastly so available yeah. to everyone. And and so I really appreciate, you know, I keep saying this, um, I need to find money or a grant so that <laughs> I can spend my time and my, and my dad maybe spend our time going through my grandma's house that's full of treasures and resources that I know other people would love to be able to access and so appreciate probably, and index everything. There's probably right? memorabilia
1: in there that you've never seen. Yeah. Just tucked away it
2: Organize and index. I mean, she has manila folders with lyrics to music. She wow. has, and because she was the entertainer that she is, she had a lot of composers and just people mm, yeah. of that. Of that stature, handing her gifts or makana or some of them requesting for her to be the the safekeeper or of their melee, their stories, their pictures. And so, you know, we have them all. They're all on bookshelves in our home, but we're not equipped to be able to organize and index like a library would even her own
1: personal instruments is it just tucked away or are you using it or other family members using it right now oh
2: right now it's it's sitting in our home like we have them yeah every i i mean it
0: belongs in a museum that's a dentist too he got a bunch of stuff but you know there's only so much we've
2: got cassette tapes we have eight tracks we have boxes and boxes of 33 albums, 45, 78s, whatever you you want, we, we have. And so it's just a matter of finding the space and time to go through things and, you know, make a running list of this is what we have available, what would you like to look at? And the best part for me is that I get to have a glimpse of what a performance or a concert was like, or even her relationship with people yeah. was like, because I read letters that she kept in sheet protectors in mm. folders or the folders on her shelf has, she
0: was a much better person than me.
2: Yeah. Her set I, I nothing. list. Nothing. Well, not everything. <laughs> not right. So no, but I, I really like some, yeah. she kept, she kept pictures and letters from her grandchildren and sometimes, awesome. you know, friends who lived abroad, but the folders on her shelf were put, put together as her set list right so right. i can pick a folder off the shelf and i'll scroll through some pages of just magazine cutouts or anything but then i get to a section where it has the title of the concert and then the the songs are all placed in order mm. you know which song is first which song is second who's dancing a hula for this one what key are we singing in you know wow. so i'm in a sense kind of walking through her performances in that way mm-hmm, you know mm-hmm. so we hang on to whatever we can of the resources that are available to us and and there's a lot just yeah. in my own home
1: i mean these kids they're so lucky nowadays that you guys are around to put these things yeah. into history and make it accessible for, yeah. for oh, people. oh yeah i mean even when, when john he's young but when he was into listening to music, mm-hmm. his only accessibility to seeing them live was hanging outside of a bar yeah. and watching Troy and Ernie play. Yeah, you know, I was
0: too young; I couldn't get <laughs> in, so I'd stand outside and watch through the door. But now these kids can just go on the computer and
1: yeah, yeah. so up now
0: up a performance, you know? the,
2: the the thing that's equal uh, in past and and the, the present is that. You know, our things are kept not physically. You look at our living spaces and they're not so cluttered. People are so yeah, easy yeah, to, yeah, like, yeah. get rid of things now, yeah. whereas the generations past hung on to everything. So I'm grateful that my grandma did that. But now in our living spaces, no problem getting rid of stuff. But if we were to go and look at our online files. Yeah. Yep. It's the clutter that like we experience, yeah. you know. Well what do
0: you what do you think? You think there's gonna be a, a point in time where there's gonna be you know I have there's people that come in and declutter your house? Yes. Like people that come in and declutter I guarantee
2: your, if they don't house. already exist. Yeah. I wonder,
1: yeah.
0: You know what you know what's scary but
1: unreal is I haven't had a physical photo. Of anything in the past twenty years. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, everything yeah, yeah. Sure. Everything is on online. Mm-hmm. If somebody just unplugs or erases. Twenty
2: it, years really? Not twenty I mean, years. Are we years? that? two thousand two? Two thousand two? Fifteen
1: years?
0: Twenty
2: 120? years ago, I was still able to <laughs> go down true. to go down to yeah, Costco yeah, yeah. and still, put really? my roll of yeah, film. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: 12, <laughs> okay, in, in recent years, ten years.
1: Get my one hour photo. That's even ten years. That's a ton of photographs that's just in the cloud. Right. That you never get physically. Well, you can
0: always print them out
2: you can always print them out but nobody prints them out because for what you know we share everything everything we do is digital and so our our clutter now is not necessarily in our physical spaces but it's if we were to go into our electronic home
0: (laughs) yeah find everything well you know what's even crazier is people don't even look at pictures on their computer anymore they're looking at on their phone yeah so as a photographer as someone who does photography i have to think about that because like my daughter paddled in her first regatta right this past weekend Mm -hmm. and I'm taking pictures but you know the boat is small because they're far away yeah and but when I blow it up on the computer screen it's like oh that looks nice but then when you put it on your phone it's like teeny tiny like you can't see what's going on you know what
1: Instagram and Facebook should do what should they do they should offer an annual yearly to print out your own personal stuff and you can buy it as an annual oh yeah and then you can catalog it
2: i think there's apps that do that where if you allow the third-party app access to your account um they automatically take your posts and and play throw them into like a photo booth yeah
0: yeah stacy has done that before oh yeah yeah Yeah.
1: imagine every year if you just get one from facebook
0: yeah. Like yeah, an Yeah, that, that would be, be super cool. cool, right? Yeah, that would be cool. So yeah, do that. So. That's a good idea, Kyle. Man, you're full of good ideas. Thing. I know, but I'm not going to tell you cuz you'll never do yeah. it. So But
2: I, I say that because I think of like our future generations, right? And how I have my grandma's physical space to go through and look at sheet music and song uh-huh. lyrics and letters but and are you taking printouts. pictures of it? Yeah, well, the things that I like and I want to share with people, I'm like taking pictures, but um but my grandchildren my great-grandchildren what are they going to be looking at they're going to be going into my computer account (laughs) yeah yeah, hacking into my computer and just scrolling through all my files that way you know versus in my actual bedroom looking through my papers that i don't have anymore
1: Right. Even now, though, I think people are, in the future are going to yearn to have stuff that you can touch and feel and taste. Yeah. You know, like, well, that's I like do vinyl coming back, right? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm into vinyl now. Mm-hmm. And it's such a different experience looking at a Kalapana album and holding it and putting mm-hmm. it on and playing it mm-hmm. than just even popping a CD into your car back in the day. Yeah. There's a li- little bit more connection to it now. That I think people are. Yeah, I gonna still appreciate. have. A,
2: I still have a CD player in my car, Bluetooth. but it also connects Bluetooth. So what right. I love about my car is that I can I can download the CD music to the oh, car. Oh,
0: oh, really? So wow. I
2: all I need is the CD one time, record it to my car. I can hold up to like 15 albums, and then you can have your CD back.
1: <laughs> <laughs> wow, yeah. that's actually pretty. They cool. don't even have yeah. CD players in cars anymore. Yeah, yeah they don't. sell no, Bluetooth. They don't.
0: Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, I wanted to ask you this question because um, I asked Kelly Boy this question. Mm-hmm. So I'll see if you, if your answer is similar or different. Now your your kids are are getting to the age of making some life decisions, mm-hmm. and some That's of them right. are very involved with music. Mm-hmm. How did you did you encourage? Is was that something that you encouraged them to do, or did they kind of find their own way into the music life, or?
2: Um, I'm gonna speak for. My daughter, I think who you, you might be referring to, but also my other children, I think they love the music and they find their own place in it. Um, but I mean, as parents, when you're raising your children, you kind of already have like a path that you're trying to, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. So, um, and you know, if my life is busy with music and performing, how much am I really going to? Take out of that to go have them sit in a doctor's office and learn how to be a doctor, you know, or whatever. Yeah. So, um, my my thing was always to keep my kids close in everything that I do, and so they were always at gigs with me, um, at home when I was rehearsing as much as I pos- as much as I could. I would have people come to my house and rehearse because specifically, not because it was easier. Because if anything I needed to do for the kids, I could just throw them in the room or whatever. Uh-huh. But I wanted my kids to be around mm-hmm. that. So I wanted them to see that I was playing music. I wanted them to know the uncles and aunties that I had to work with. I wanted them to be comfortable, and they were, you know? And so eventually now they get to this place where. They're, they're comfortable with music, and, and they've picked it up, and it's so natural to them. Um, are they
1: immersed in the, the, the Hawaiian music and the culture now, or are they branching out and listening to like BTS and other music? <laughs> too, oh, right of now?
2: course. They love the, the pop music. Whatever mm-hmm. is popular now, they're all about it. Um, because that's part of fitting into the crowd, right yeah, and you want to yeah. be able to you want to be able to interact and converse with your people or socialize you need to know what's going on and so um yeah, they listen to pop music and they love it, but they also know and I think that was the more important part is not teaching them to just love Hawaiian music because of how it sounded and and um, you know just love playing it but because they know it's important like why is it important for us mm-hmm. to perform hawaiian music why do we have the music well beyond the sound beyond the beautiful sound that it has uh, the stories mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. preserve mm-hmm. our stories we want to know if we go into a new place if we go to hilo if we go to Kauai. We want to learn about those places look up all the songs yeah. mm-hmm. that have to do with that island or that place and in the song you'll find out what's important what's characteristic about that place that you're walking into or even just in time you want to learn about the generation of people at that time listen to them how they speak about love how they speak about family and so in the song Mm -hmm. and songs are easier to remember than or easier to hold on to than reading a book right yeah Mm -hmm. If I tell you here, listen to a song or here, read a book, which one are you <laughs> going to choose? But
1: well, if you that's told me true. to read your middle name yeah. and not sing a middle name, right? <laughs> <laughs> I would have a hard time just reading it. Yeah, or there's more yeah. of an
2: interest when you can find um, uh, the melody yeah. to something, yeah. right? It's like,
0: yeah. Well, John, did you have your kids picked up any instruments? No, see, that's the thing. Like, I don't know what to do. Like, um, should, I, should I push them more? Or should I just? To me, like my whole parenting thing is, if they have an interest, they'll they'll get into it, mm-hmm. you know. Because like my family is not musical at all, mm-hmm. so, but I was interested in it, so I you know I, I figured it out. Like I want to mm-hmm. play the guitar, and I asked my dad, "Can I get a guitar?" And then I asked my mom, "Can you sign me up a guitar?" You know, like. I, but I, I was what
2: a, was it that sparked your interest?
0: Um, it, it it's weird because I've. It was, I just remember it always being, so when I was like five, I used to sing the Star Spangled Banner, acapella in the house, you know, (laughs) at the top of my (laughs) life. And then I was listening to Duran Duran on the record players and Prince and Michael Jackson. Mm -hmm. And then it went to, um, like, what was, how old am I after that? I don't know. I mean, it's pop music. And then one day... My mom buys uh, Tropical Hawaiian Day by the Cow Cradle Boys and a tape player, and she's playing it in the car. I'm like, well, that's I kind of like this. And then my friends start playing ukulele, so I get into that, and then that, that's history. Right? Yeah. Your mom turned so, you on to Cow Cradle Boys? Yeah. Well, Boy, your mom was pretty <laughs> hip to music, man. That's crazy. She never bought anything. I don't even know how she got that tape.
1: What's, What's weird that, is you usually don't want to listen to what your mom's listening to, but well, that's you the dug thing. it I thought it, was it was relevant st- at the at time. At first, I
0: was like, ah, this is stupid. I'm into Vanilla Ice, you know? like I <laughs> Hammer. Like, that's that's what's cool. Yeah. So I was like, I, I'm not into this Kyle Crater Boy stuff. And then... But she kept playing it in the car. And after a while, you could, like, sing it along, right? Like, because you just keep hearing it. Yeah. And then then after that, I met friends that were into the ukulele. So I was like, oh. I remember my mom had this tape in the car and, you know, playing along.
2: Yeah, and our time... And that's when um, Kyle Crater was...
0: Yeah. Was up
1: big. there. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And Troy, Troy's yeah. style
2: of ukulele yeah. was was a big deal yeah well, we used to go to watch
1: him so. at like mooses and liquid surf then and yeah. he was like a rock star back then. Yeah. Yeah. people would just wait for him to solo you know <laughs> and and then, yeah, yeah so and then
2: before troy peter moon right yeah. and so yeah it's it's just a, a matter of the generations right yeah um and so yeah i think i think it just depends yeah. like for me i think immersion had a big thing to mm. do with the kids but also um Immersion not just in the music, but seeing the life that comes from the music. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, just how fun it was for them to come to performances, to meet the people. And then after a while, it's like that's their their comfortable space, right? Mm. They, they're comfortable there.
1: So when you were a kid, I mean, growing, ar- growing up among Hawaiian music mm-hmm. and the culture and everything, and, you know, the influence of your, your grandma and everything— Did you, as a teenager, kind of stray off and listen to other types of music? Like, were you into Britney Spears and stuff (laughs) like that by NSYNC and stuff? Or was it always Hawaiian music that you used to No, it
2: wasn't Hawaiian music. I was into Kao Creator Boys, too. And I think that was the reason. So when I was little, I'm going to backtrack a little bit. When I was small, my parents put me into hula lessons. I used to dance with Auntie Hui Park. And, um so that was the beginning of me learning how to count in hawaiian um, colors in hawaiian with it you know i didn't get enrolled in any hawaiian immersion school because mm. i don't think it would oh, exist at that exist time yeah that's, that's but it think. just started yeah. right around that time so anyway um yeah i learned through hula and it was through hula that my kumu hula was teaching me not just the movement, the step, the melody, the meanings of the songs. Um, And so fast forward, right? Um, I think I kind of, I put that down after a while, like after second grade, I did my first kikihula, hula and then going into the upper elementary, um, um, nobody really talked about Hawaiian music or anything amongst my friends and then i got into um intermediate school now they call it middle school but intermediate Mm. grades and more of my friends were carrying around ukuleles because Kao crater boys was the popular thing Uh and so everyone knew how to play surf and (laughs) and so they were bringing ukuleles to school and i was like i have ukulele at home and so i would start bringing my ukulele to school But it was through their interest in the ukulele that they also started hearing other Hawaiian music. And then they realized who my grandma was. And so my friends were now asking me about, oh, that's your grandma? Like, do you know how to sing like her? And I wasn't singing like her at that time. Mm. So um, I just remember, you know, to because i wanted to be cool right i wanted to fit in it wasn't even about me carrying on a legacy it was like oh my friends like me now because Mm -hmm. well they always liked me but (laughs) they liked their
1: connection yeah
2: they they wanted to know more about me and my family and Uh where i came from and so i wanted to share and Mm -hmm. so i started an ukulele club at Punahou in seventh grade and had a teacher sponsor it and i had my grandma come in and you know be a guest in the the club for the kid and everybody came and any any of my grandma's friends i would invite you Mm -hmm. know because my grandma had a lot of friends (laughs) in the industry and so that's what sparked me to pick up the ukulele again um when i had already learned it when i was younger but start bringing it to school more often and playing it more Mm. because my friends loved it when did
1: when did they transition in from ukulele playing also into singing for you?
2: Um, my freshman year in high school when I had the opportunity to be a part of our May Day program at Punahou. Mm. They call it the Holoku.
0: Yeah, you guys have a killer It's a production. May Day for, yeah, it's a yeah. big deal.
2: Um, And so we have student directors who teach and choreograph the dances to the students. But then we also have the group of students who are the musicians, Mm -hmm. the ones who sing all the songs that that the students dance. And so I thought maybe I had a chance at being a hula director, which I didn't. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I was not selected, but I was encouraged um, by Kumukaiana, they called him Dave Eldridge to audition as a musician and so i said okay fine you know and in my head i was going just because my grandma's genoa kiave doesn't mean that i can sing like her um but i really enjoyed this pandanus club song um mm-hmm. no, I, yeah, oh, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and so i i use that as my uh, um, audition song yeah
0: <laughs> i'm trying, trying to think of who is in that band um
2: Roddy Lopez.
0: Yes. And
2: um Uncle Ken, Makua-kane. Makua yes. yes. Uncle Ken, yes, yes. And so um Uncle Ken at his
0: finest. That was some yes. nice production.
2: And so I used that song as an audition song, but they as soon as I got in, I auditioned with A Y Anai. Okay. Mm-hmm. Not too bad, you know. Very basic like hut not too high. Yeah. When I got in, of course I was selected as a musician. Um I said okay, yay. They assigned me all the songs that had that traditional oh, ha-i ha-i, leo sound and I said, "Oh man." And so one of the very first songs I learned to sing was Holova Apa. Oh wow. And Tony conjugations um Kabutia Omanoa. Mm and those if you know those melee i do know both they're not <laughs> they're um, awesome leo kie kie and ha'i yeah. songs but they're not easy <laughs> so i had to go uh, home and work Klonotore
0: on is, it is uh if you want a reference does holova oh wait no he doesn't do holova mm-hmm. i mean he does but i thought he did it on high sessions I, i'm i'm wrong but yes it, it does. yeah
2: and tilina's song and so um and then there's all kinds of up and downs
0: like a roller coaster yes
2: the ultimate beyonce hawaiian beyonce (laughs)
1: what what did you do when you had to sing that what you wasn't used to singing that like how did you learn
2: oh i had to learn how to break it down and just like you know pop singers learn how to do their runs we had to break down every note and um, you know, Hawaiian-style teaching is a little different from your um, Tra- your traditional vocal coach mm-hmm. where she's on a piano pounding out the exact note. So this is what I had. I had kupuna-style teaching, I call it, where my grandma's sitting right there. I'm sitting here. I have the ukulele. She has her ukulele. She sings it for me. I sing it back, and she goes, no, not like that. Huh. She sings it again. <laughs> <laughs> and I try to sing it again and what I think I hit spot-on she goes no you're not getting the, no- or you're under the note <laughs> and so um, that's how I learned my music wow. it wasn't her um, picking out notes on the ukulele it wasn't her pounding notes on the piano it was listen yep. no you don't got do it. it again do it again <laughs> so
0: nice Wow okay well, we've come to the point of the podcast where we ask all of our musicians this, or not musicians, everybody this question, okay? Because it's a music channel. If you were stranded on a desert island for the rest of eternity and you could only take three albums with you to listen to for the rest of time, what would those three albums be?
2: Um, definitely Genoa Keave Hula Volume 1. Okay. I consider that to be a foundational album for me because it's what she recorded while I was um, growing up as a child. And then you put me on the spot. Um, (laughs) If you were to ask me now, I'm going to say Nora Jones.
0: Oh, the Come With Me album?
2: Come Away With Me. Come Away With Me? Yes, her first ever album. That's a great album. Yes, and um, the last one would be Any Celine Dion. Oh, (laughs) Celine Dion.
0: Did you go to see her in Las Vegas?
2: I've not. You should go. You know. I have a death wish. (laughs) (laughs) It's just for to see or speak to or be in the presence of Celine Dion.
0: Well, well, I will tell you, I I did get to go to that show. Yeah. And it was very good. I'd recommend
2: it. I don't doubt it. Yeah. Yeah. She's amazing.
0: Well, thank you so much. We are going to break for our Patreon section where okay. we'll, we will play a song together. And uh, thank you to all our YouTubers who are tuning in. We will see you next week. And thank you, kai. Mahalo for, for having me. Eh, see you later.
2: Aloha.